In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you may know, I was away this past week. It's, a, it's an annual uh, commitment. There's a group of about 20 priests, including Father Scalia, and others whom you know and love, Father Paul Cech, Father Gary Sellen, who get together for a week of, of study and uh, uh, camaraderie. So we always hire someone to give us lectures, whether it be uh, Joseph Pierce or Tony Esselin or uh, Paul Witz or Cardinal Burke or John Haas or something like that. Uh, this past week, we had the great privilege of having Dr. Ed Peters with us, um, probably the best canon lawyer, or if he's not the best, he's the most important canon lawyer in the U.S. You should follow him if you don't already. It's a great week to, to compare notes with the priests whose opinions I respect most, uh, to have thoughts uh, examined, to let them know about initiatives and to get their feedback. It's, it's also a time, for better or for worse, to hear about how difficult it is in other parts of the country and in other parts of the world. And uh, because all these priests know Father Scalia and me, it means they know about you. Uh, and they're always envious about what um, how easy it is and how wonderful it is to be a priest in this parish and in this diocese. Nevertheless, it's not easy for anybody, right? And being a Catholic isn't necessarily easy for you. But what is it that not only makes it possible, but makes it fruitful? Many decades ago when... when Father Scalia and I were seminarians. We had an expression uh, with which we would critique certain groups that didn't seem to have a, a real purpose. And the expression was, orthodoxy is not a charism. A charism is a special gift of the Holy Spirit given to a person uh, or a religious community or an initiative uh, for a special work, a special vocation, a special mission in the world. Simply the mere fact of being a Roman Catholic who believes all the teachings of the church, that's not a charism. Let me be clear so I'm not leading anyone astray. To be baptized and confirmed and to believe the, the faith and to be living it, that's a vocation. That is a life. That is a, a way of life and a lifestyle. A charism is something in addition to that, that, that spurs you on to a special work, something, a, a something that's a unique gift to the world. Consider it this way, actually. You receive the sacraments and you believe the faith for your own salvation. When God gives you a charism, it's for other people's benefit. It's nothing for which you can congratulate yourself. Baptism and confirmation can actually be seen as two sides of the same coin. You receive baptism for your salvation. You receive confirmation, and it does sanctify you. Its purpose is to sanctify the world. It's like the gift of the Holy Spirit to the apostles at Pentecost. They were given then the unique responsibility of preaching, baptizing, confirming, governing, 
as it were, every Christian who's living the life fully is going to have some unique way that God touches them. And, it, and maybe it, it, it expresses itself in being a mother with unique gifts or being a father and a husband with a unique contribution to make to his family and to the world. It comes up because one thought that came out of this past week and its conversations is that simply being Catholic isn't enough to keep one Catholic. We have to have some special devotion, some special purpose. We find very, very few saints, for instance, who aren't at least a third-order member of a religious community, if not a first- or a second-order member of a religious community. And I say this fully acknowledging that I'm not a joiner. I don't tend to join groups. I don't join associations. I'm emphatically a diocesan priest who belongs to the Catholic Church. I think what is the case is that so many of us, because of an interior life, because of a liturgical life, find ourselves in a, in a parish that's almost as though it were an intentional community. It has a special purpose. It's not just simply bland without any special spark. Or, in other words, when the Lord appointed 72, this wasn't the 12 who were going to be made apostles. When the Lord appointed 72, he found people like you, people who were eager to do the work and the mission of the church, not people who simply come, who just want to get something and have their needs met and um, are consumers of uh, religion. You understand yourselves to be active, participating members of the church who are eager to do God's work at home and in the world. That, that mission, even if it's, as I describe it, unspecified, that keeps people going. Another way to think of it, the bare minimum rules of the church don't keep someone fervent. They simply identify the outer bounds of things that we just simply don't do. We don't let Friday go by without penance. We don't let Sunday go by without celebrating the resurrection. There are certain things that are simply unbecoming of someone who belongs to God. These mortal sins just simply don't happen. But doing the bare minimum doesn't mean that we're on fire with the Holy Spirit. The 72 had the power of God coursing through them. And when, when you lend yourself to God's work, you are just as amazed. So I encourage you to be perhaps today especially inspired as I invite Corey and his sponsor to come forward uh, in a moment. 
Be grateful. Rejoice in the Catholic Church. Rejoice in being identified with her. Thank God for the gift of being a baptized Christian who lives in the fullness of communion with the church who is the bride of Christ. Don't allow others to make us uh, feel the need to apologize. There's much for which explanation uh, is due to explain why we believe and why we rejoice and why we hope. When our Lord said, set out into the deep, he used these words that are translated in Latin, duc in altum. It's precisely when things are thinnest, when, when the harvest is driest, that, that God bears the most fruit. So encourage those, whether it be our family members or our neighbors or those who are living our vocation, fellow priests who are, who are running dry or those who are having troubles in their marriage, encourage them not just to dig deeper and try harder, but to, but to root themselves in God and receive his gifts and expect great things. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.